Hello, everybody. Welcome to Out of the Box. I'm your host, Amari Shakur, and this is episode two. I'm happy to be back. Um, It has been a couple weeks since I recorded my my last uh, podcast, my my first episode. Um, And... um, a lot has happened in those two weeks. I uh, three days or a few days after my birthday, um, I recorded the first show the day after. But um, a few days after my birthday, I got into a little scuffle and sustained some injuries, um, and. I fractured my scapula, my elbow, and my femur, and um, I'm going into surgery on Wednesday to get all of that corrected. I've been in a lot of pain. Uh, That's why I I didn't uh, do the podcast last Friday um, as scheduled. But I decided today that... um, I decided today that I would resume the podcast, um, and uh, so here we are. And um, so much has happened <laughs> these last couple of weeks. Um, uh, so many, so many people are still being killed by. Um, by the police, um, a good thing that happened, and I want to I want to talk about this because this has been a fight that's been going on for a long time. Um, but the L.A. Unified School District school the, the school board voted to defund um, the Los Angeles School Police department and um that's a great victory you know oh my god fuck sorry about that y'all i'm uh recording with windows open and people are still letting off fireworks um god damn it i just jerked my shoulder i'm okay though i'm okay um so Anyways, yeah, um, the school police were, have, have been defunded. I don't know what that even looks like or what that even means. But it's good news. Um, this has been a fight that's been going on for a long time here in L.A. And um, you okay, buddy? The dog got scared. It's okay, buddy. Um... Oh, he's sitting right here by by me. It's okay, Paco. Um, <clears throat> so so yeah, that happened. Um, 
and just there's just been so much going on. Um, I want to continue tonight um, talking about the uprisings um, and what it looks like going forward. I don't have my notes on me, but a couple of weeks ago, me and my my guest Jai Hudson really uh, delve into a lot. We talked about so much. Um, I guess tonight I want to um, just. I guess I just want to talk about why I do this work um, and, and what it means to me oh Jesus Christ Paco Paco get over here get on get on your blanket get on your blanket oh jeez oh sorry about that um, so I, I, I guess, you know, I, I've already, you know, I've, I've already, you know, like, told y'all my, my story about how, um, I got involved in political activism and, um, Eight, I've, I've been doing this since I was a student in college and um, I've never stopped I was 26 years old the whole college experience was new to me um, and I was you know I, I guess I was looking for something to um First political action I ever went to was um, was a uh, anti police brutality protest uh, in Santa Ana, <clears throat> and um, and so for me. That changed my life. That radicalized me. Um, and so, what I see going on now in 2020, I remember being new. I remember that fire just burning inside of me. Um, a lot of a lot of young people have become radicalized because of what's going on now in uh, in 2020. And 
You know, I uh, I quoted Huey P. Newton a couple of weeks ago on the on on the on, on the podcast, and um, I also stated that there are two groups in the movement who I who I listen to the most. And that is the women and the young people. The Bible tells us that a child should lead them. Right? Huey P. Newton said this. Huey P. Newton said that the revolution has always been in the hands of the young. And when the young people, so when the young people call for action, it is our, I, I, I feel it is my duty. To respond in kind. Now I don't know how. Anybody else feels about it. But for me. When. I hear the call to action. You see 18 years ago. I heard a call. I heard the call. And I answered the call. There was a time where everybody thought I was going to be a preacher. And I was told by a dear friend of mine about four years ago. That I was a preacher. But that I was a preacher for the revolution. (laughs) Now personally I don't. (laughs) Care too much for the. For the. Title of preacher. I like orator. But I do accept. Um, But. What inspires me to keep pushing is the young people and the women. Um, And, you know, so what I see going on now. I've been I've, I've I've been doing this work in LA now since 2000. I I, I joined the movement. I rejoined the movement again in 2012 when I first moved back to LA. Um, 
I was part of an organization. I joined an organization that shall that shall remain unnamed at this point. I'd rather not give them any more of my time or energy. But I was part of this so-called revolutionary organization, um, and I and, and I'll probably I'll, I'll probably talk about that on a future show, but I'm not going to mention, give them, uh, give them any type of, um, coverage on, on this program, but that was my entry back into activism and, uh, really where I started to learn about organizing. Um, and so, uh, it was around that time, it was around the time that the Occupy movement, um, started to, they, they were still active, but it was after they got evicted, Occupy LA was, was evicted from City Hall, and they were congregating at, Pershing Square was my first like real contact with folks from OLA, but I've been I, I've been organizing in LA since 2012, and um, you know when you find your calling and you walk in your destiny. Because all of this has spiritual, y'all. See, y'all gotta understand something about me. I I don't separate my political ideology and my organizing and all that shit from my spirituality. They're very connected. And so, I believe that at 26 years old. My first semester in college, I began to walk in my destiny. And um, I don't take this work lightly. And um, I've seen, I've been through similar uprisings in Los Angeles in uh in uh I believe it was 2014 after the George or 2012 after the George uh no wait a minute no it was 2014 or 2013 after the George Zimmerman verdict came out around 2000 I think it was 2013 but and then I you know it, I, I and I've been here I was here in I believe it was 2014 or 2000 yeah 2014 when the George I mean when the Darren Wilson verdict came out the pig who who killed uh Mike Brown um and we took the streets and we got shot at with with rubber bullets and shit I've been through a couple. I've been through some uprisings here in LA, 
And what I see going on now in these uprisings, there's a shift in the atmosphere. The sleeping giants are waking. We always we, we always like to brag about we woke as 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 fuck and you know I'm woke we woke and everybody want to argue how woke they are and more woke than I'm more woke than you and all this other bull bullshit. And the truth of the matter is. Ain't none of us as woke as we think we are. I'm going to say it again. Ain't none of us as woke. I'm not saying we're not woke now. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand me. What I'm saying is this. See, I wanted to do this two weeks ago. But I had a guest. So it's just me tonight. What I'm saying is this, as woke as, 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 as a lot of us are, we ain't as woke as we think we are. We ain't as woke as we think we are. We, we, we're conscious. See, there's a difference between, we're, 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 we're conscious, but not all of us are woke. As we think we are. See, you can't have, you can't be woke and not have consciousness. Why? Because they the same thing. Well, no, well, I don't know. It just sounded good, (laughs) y'all. That was just a funny moment. No, but I mean, no, they, no, they, no, they really are two different things, though. They really are. And you, and 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 the thing about wokeness and consciousness is that they one can't function without the other. And there's a lot of there's a lot of conscious people that ain't woke. As you think you are. I'm just going to leave that there. Because I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to offend a whole bunch of people with that statement. <clears throat> but it's the truth. I'm going to talk about a variety of things tonight. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to focus on these on the uprisings. Because... I was here in 2012, 2013. I've been, I've been like organizing since like 2012. Um, I, you know, and I, I, I believe in the importance of, you know, of, of you know, of building alliances. With other movements and other groups, um, what we did in 2016, when we took over City Hall after the Riddell Jones 
And I wish I had Dr. Melina Abdullah or, or somebody from, from Black Lives Matter on with me so we could talk about certain thing, events. But um, after that happened, after, after um, that was an uprising. That was the people. See, what what, what I've seen, I, I'm 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 gonna put it to you like this, okay? In 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 the, let me see, two in the eight years, nine years that I've been, almost nine years that I've been organizing in downtown LA, in in in, uh, I have seen. Some shit happened. I've seen things happen. When we we decided, I remember July 12th. Matter of fact, in a couple of days will be the four-year anniversary of the colonized city hall. And I wish I had Dr. Molina Abdullah or Baba Akili, or some on, on here tonight to talk about that because our four-year anniversary is coming up. And also my four-year anniversary of joining Black Lives Matter Los Angeles. Um, and, I, and, and I'll tell you about... See, the, 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 show, the, the, the show's taking a shift tonight. This is I I'm I'm going to I'm 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 going to talk about the colonized city hall. Mm-hmm. So to give a little background of 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 um you know what? Shit. Oh god, never mind. To give a little background on why we took, why we chose to take the action that we took July 12th, 2016. Um, so, two days before, on July 10th, which, which is today, um... Black Lives Matter Los Angeles had their monthly uh, general meeting. But so many, they, they, they met at a stadium in some park in Inglewood, and thousands of people showed up. And after the, the meeting, they took the streets. I wasn't there. I wasn't a member of Black Lives Matter at the time. Um, I, I joined BLM LA during the uh, encampment. I'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, this show's taking a shift. I started out talking about the uprisings. Now I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna switch over and talk about um, since it's, since it's gonna since it's the four year anniversary of is. It's going to be July 12th. It's July 10th today. So, so yeah, two days before 
there was the BL the BLMLA general meeting, monthly general meeting, and thousands of people showed up, and thousand and all those people took the streets. I wasn't there. I can't tell you what happened and what you know. I wasn't there. I just I heard about it afterwards. But a majority of those folks showed up. Um. That Tuesday morning, July 12, 2016, I remember like it was yesterday. For the um, the weekly police commission, the Los Angeles Police Commission meeting. And um, obviously all those people wasn't going to get in. So there were, there was some folks that, that were inside. But we were outside, we held an outside rally. And uh, thousands of people were out there. And I remember um, my, my brother and my friend, Pastor Q, he uh, pastors the Church Without Walls out down in Skid Row. Um, he handed me the microphone. And... So, so this, so, so he handed me the microphone and I, and, and, and I spoke to those thousands. That was like the largest crowd at that point that I'd ever spoken to. And it was such a powerful thing because I got up on the little, we were using the bench, one of the benches in the, in the head over there by, as, as a platform. And I looked around at everybody there and I said to them, it was a very emotional day. Um, I said to everybody there, I said, I see, I'm looking out over this crowd and I see a lot of hurt. I see a lot of pain. I see a lot of sorrow. I see a lot of sadness. I said, I want everybody, I want you, I want everybody here if you're not afraid. To reach over and hug somebody you don't know. And I stood there for about five minutes. And I watched every last person there turn around and embrace somebody they they didn't know. And when I tell you it touched my heart. I said to to everybody as they were as they were embracing, I said that hug is telling that person that I see you, I hear you, and I love you, and I'm here for you. And I went on to I don't remember everything I said. It was such a powerful moment, but I remember turning around to Pastor Q and saying, Pastor. I got something to say to the people because it's and it's like I'm like the prophet Jeremiah's like fire shut up in my bones and I gotta get it out. So he said, "Go ahead." And I and, and I said what I, I fired. The, I said what I said to the to the to the to the people that were that were gathered, and then I led them in the Asada chant, and somebody got. Like we were shooting a video and, and I didn't you couldn't see me but you could hear me leading everybody in the Asada chant. It was so powerful. And I remember getting down and 
just going up to every person that I could and just embracing as many people that would allow me to embrace them. And it was such a beautiful thing to see. Um, so the reason why we were all gathered there that day was because the police commission was going to come back with... Um, so Riddell Jones was was a 30-year-old young woman um, from Oakland who was living in L.A. Our, our, I don't know, I don't know if, she was, if she lived here or she was visiting family out here. But anyway, she was in the... She was she was out in the Crenshaw area, out by out there, um, and there was I, I don't know what happened, but there was contact with the police. I'm just gonna say that Riddell Jones was running from the police. And they shot this young lady in her back. I don't know how many times. And the reason was because they said that she had a knife and they feared for her life. But Riddell Jones was running from the police. So... Yeah, you know, so anyways, they said they feared for their lives, and they shot her. They shot her multiple times in the back, and I think three times I heard. I don't know. But they shot her multiple times. Riddell Jones left behind two children and a husband. And a whole lot of other people who loved her. Even those of us, after we heard about it, we didn't even listen. When, when We went the day after it happened. And nobody knew this young lady's name. And I told Dr. Melina Abdullah and the other women that were there, I said, we need to get her name. We need to find out her name. And as soon as we found out her name, we started hashtagging. Say her name, Riddell Jones. So, on July, so fast forwarding to July 12, 2016. I got a little emotional talking about it, just remembering. It was, it, it, it broke my heart. And it still breaks my heart to this day. Um, so July 12th, all of those people gathered to find out what the outcome would be of the the police commission's, um, quote unquote findings. And so... We were there for a long time. And um, a lot of drama had gone on inside. Inside. A lot of lot of drama went down. Um, and um, so we found out hours later that the decision had come down that the police commission had 
made the decision that um, that the shooting was in policy. And when we found out the decision that the that, that the police commission had made, when I tell you that I have never seen so much, so many people start weeping at the same time. It was such a heavy moment. And, you know, up until that point, I had been doing... Um, I've, I've been doing actions with um, with Black Lives Matter and other groups. But I wasn't really committed to any one group. I, I, I was in a... After, after my experience with the organizations I was in, I didn't want to be part of any organizations... Um, and I'm going to talk about that later on down the line um, because I think the people need to know. And I've been given the platform to not stay silent because when abuse happens in groups and organizations and you're privy to it and you don't say anything, your silence is compliance. And... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna talk about that tonight, though. I'm gonna talk about that at another time when I can. Um, yeah. I, I, I. But yeah, I'm not ready to talk about that. Now. Um. So. Dang, I forgot what I was talking about, y'all. I'm sorry. I, I'm just like my mind. I'm. I'm just so happy to be back doing this, recording this this episode, and being back doing this podcast. Um. And I have a lot on my mind. I have a whole lot on my mind. I really don't have a structured program tonight. I wanted to talk about the uprisings. I talked about the uprisings. Oh, so, oh no, I was talking about the whole Riddell Jones case. Okay, I remember now. I just have a lot on my mind. I just I just looked at the I realized that the date was the anniversary. It's the, it's the, almost the July 12th. It's the anniversary of the... Uh, uh, the um, decolonized city hall. Um, so when the decision came down, everybody, I'm, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm telling y'all, like everybody just broke down in tears. It was just, it, it was such, it, it was, it was so heartbreaking. Um, Riddell's husband Marcus was there I, I, I met this 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 young man and he was he was so gracious to us and was so like just when when the decision came down um I had walked away and I came back and I heard um my my, my comrade Jasmine Abdullah yelling I'm sorry for you, Marcus. I'm sorry. And I was just like, and she and they they were they were embracing and they were crying. And I'm just like, I asked, I said, what happened? 
And somebody told me what happened. As soon as they told me, I just, I lost it. I lost it. And I went and I, and I embraced Marcus and, and, and Jasmine. And then, um, Melina Abdullah came out of, out from, from inside the, the, the meeting, the commission meeting. And as soon as she came and stood up on the bench, I embraced, we embraced. It was just such, it, it was such a, it was so heart-wrenching to, um, when that, when that happened. And so we decided right then and there to march from police headquarters across the street to City Hall. And um, we went on, we... (laughs) All the action happened at City Hall. I'm just going to say that. I'm not going to say too much. But I'm just going to say all the action happened on the steps of City Hall. <laughs> the, and, um... Like... We decided right then and there that... We were not going anywhere until... Mayor Garcetti took action. And so we started, we, we started camp, we started an encampment. We started camping out there on July 12, 2016. We were there for I believe 54 days. And, um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to say because I have been hearing since Black Lives Matter, the inception of BLM, of the global network. All lives matter. And I've been having the same discussion with people over and over again we we know yes all lives do matter but until black lives matter you know then we'll say all lives matter but until our lives start mattering Black Lives Matter. You know. And I, you know, and, and, and it's just like, you get so, you, you get so tired of, of, um, having the same, you, it, it just, it, it just, it, 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 it wears you down. To have the same argument a thousand times with people. I mean, this is a thousand times a fucking day. So 
when this When this when, when when this uprising took place in um, July, when, when when we decided that we weren't going anywhere until some action was taken against the police who killed uh, the, the, the 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 pigs who who killed who murdered Riddell Jones in cold blood, we weren't going nowhere, and. What it did is brought thousands of people together. Hundreds of, well, I don't know hundreds, but, but yeah, like, I don't know about thousands, but hundreds of people together. And what I see, and, 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 and people that I didn't even know. Became family on the day we that, that we started that encampment at City Hall. We were there for we were there for fifty four days. Um, I believe there's a there, there's a. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna say nothing because I don't know if it's true or not. Um, but anyway, so I was very reluctant to join Black Lives Matter. Um and and I'm gonna have Mal- I'm, I'm gonna get Melina on on one of my shows, but Melina had been after me for about two years to join Black Lives Matter, and I would not, I would not, I would not commit. <clears throat> I I love doing actions with them. I love doing, you know. You know, I, I I loved, but I did not want to commit to joining Black and, and Melina had been after me. For, I, I would speak at at I, I would speak at events, but I was more of an autonomous organizer. You know what I'm saying? I was working with a lot of different groups, but I was I I just didn't you know, so. She had been after me for two years. Um, and so when the encampment happened at City Hall, I, I you know, I had not been to any of the general meet the monthly general meetings, nothing. I, I you know, I, I would I didn't really I wasn't trying to commit. I didn't want to. I did I, I, but I believe that the creator had something in uh, he 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 I, I believe that creator directed my path. I'll just say that. We were there for fifty-four days. And I you know and I mean you know and, but so I remember 
I don't know why I, I remember the date so well, but August 26, 2016, we had been there a little bit over a month. I attended three. We we had general meeting every every Sunday. You know, like usually they had the general meetings monthly, but we held general meetings every Sunday night <laughs> at the at the encampment. And um, just like any other group, BLM requires anybody who wants to join, first of all, to identify as black. And I am unapologetically black. And um, and I want to get into that before the before I end the podcast tonight. What what um, out of the box is. You know what? What what this platform is really about is 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 lifting black voices. Um, I am I I I am uh, I am a black um, uh, um, I'm an Africanist. Um, I, um, I am, uh, not, not an Africanist, a Pan-Africanist. I'm a Pan-Africanist. Um, that's the way I don't, uh, I am, I'm, 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 I'm unapologetically black. I'm, I am pansexual. I, I, I'm part of the LGBTQ plus community. I'm very open and honest about about that, and I'm and I'm unapologetic. Um, and I'm I'm a you know I'm I'm a I'm a, um, I'm a womanist. I you know, and that's why I said earlier that uh, the two groups that I take marching. For lack of better words, marching orders from are the the, the women and the children. Um, Melina Abdullah has has been someone who has 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 taken on the role of mentor for me. She is like my you know she's the big sister I always wanted, and I'm gonna have her on the show. But she had been after me for two years, and 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 so when when the when the encampment took place, I realized when when that when that I realized that day that Amari, you're part of something that's bigger than just you. And I, you know, and and I realized that I was not really walking in in my greatness um and I and you know and and so I I I decided that when the opportunity came that I would become a member of Black Lives I would join Black Lives Matter and so, 
August August 26th is a very significant day for me because on that day I I joined my church, Fearless LA. Shout out to Fearless and Pastor Jeremy and Christy Johnson and the and then the entire Fearless family. I had to give them a shout out, but on that day I became a member of of uh, of a Fearless LA of my church and also joined Black Lives Matter. So I joined both groups on the same day. And so August 26th is a very significant day for me personally. Um, so that's why I remember it so well. Um, when the opportunity came along after the, you know, post meeting to join I raised my hand and said, I'm ready. And I believe it was that day that that God began to open doors for me. Um, Hey, stop it. Come here. Come here. Come on. Come on. Get over here. Lay down. Come on, Paco. Sit. 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 Anyways, so um it it just when I when I made the decision to embrace the fact that I was part of something that was bigger than just me is when doors began to open for me um I began to I, I, I began to speak more and you know and, and realize that public speaking was was a, was a niche of mine um just like as I'm finding out right now that podcasting is something that I love to do um, and, and tonight, I don't know, I guess tonight was the night that I just shared my heart about some things. Um, that summer of 2016, I would say for a lot of us, was one of the most transformative times in our life. Um, I, 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 I became, you know, I, I became... I joined Black Lives Matter and just other things began to open up after that. After that. Um, Melina really um, you know she really urged me She's the one that really urged me to to speak more in in public. Um, I you know, and and her daughter, her oldest daughter, um, Tandiway. Let me tell y'all something about this young lady, and I'm gonna have her on the program sometime soon too. Uh, Tandiway, I heard this this young lady at 30, she's on her way to, to 
Howard University now, but at the time she was about 12 or 13, I believe, and uh, we were we we were we were protesting something something out in front of the LAPD headquarters, and Melina's daughter got a, she grabbed the microphone, and I was standing next to Melina as she was speaking, right, and Melina leaned over to me and she said, Amari. You're a great speaker. You need to go up and speak after after Tandy Ways. Then I just kind of looked at her like, cause cause Tandy Way was speaking good. She was saying some good shit, and I was just like, I looked at Melina like, Are you kidding? You gonna make me go up behind her? But I did, and and I did a great job. But but Tandy Way inspired me that night, and Melina was just like, after I got done speaking, Melina pulled me inside again she was like Amari you need to start speaking more you've got a lot to say like you you need to just you know just let it out and she is the one that encouraged me to start speaking more in public and um I found that it's something that I love to do and that's why podcasting is perfect for me because I, I tend to be pretty long-winded, and they have to pull pull me pull my shirt sleeve. Like, okay, Amari, enough. Like, they've done it a few times, but with this, I can I can speak as long as I want, you know. And ain't nobody pulling on my coattails to, to, to stop speaking. I got a lot to say, y'all. Like, I'm, you know, it's just like, so I, you know. So when I I, I joined, it, this is the going to be the four year anniversary of decolonized LA City Hall, and we decolonized, and we you know we created a model of what what decolonization looks like. See, we made that space into what we long to see in society. This, that's the type of, you know, I mean, it was mutual aid. It was just so, it, it was such an awesome experience, right? And I, I, I've made, like, total strangers. We were total strangers. We all came together for a common cause. And we became a family, y'all. And I remember saying to a group of, of, of folks at, at, a, at, a, at a meeting, I said, what brought me into the BLM fold was the love. And what has kept me here is the love. And what's going to keep me here is the love. And, um, you know, joining Black Lives Matter, and I know a lot of people have a lot to say about BLM. Oh, shit. All right, y'all. I'm getting... uh, Heads up, I'm going to have to end this segment. 
Um, but I'm going to come back um, and record another segment. Um, so here we go. We'll be right back.